ever hear Shaq's story that uh, Stevie Wonder can totally see and drive? I, I've heard him. He has little, like, anecdote. It's not like he's got a smoking gun or anything. He just stepped into an elevator with him, and he said, hey, Shaq, right? John's joints. John reads news stories underneath which I will play lullaby versions of popular songs. John, why don't you tell them how they can turn their lives around and start feeling and looking great, would you? The answer is many weight loss. Now, I know there are a lot of different ways out there to lose weight. You can go get a book. You can read about it online all day. But for me and a lot of other people like me, it's a, it's about being a part of something bigger than just myself. It's about being accountable. When I know that I'm going to go in every week, meet with the doctors, and weigh in, I look forward to that because I know good news is coming. And when that futuristic scale prints out the little ticket and I see the breakdown of my body composition and I'm sticking to the plan, it's always good news. And nothing motivates you to lose weight more than losing weight. And Medi Weight Loss wants to hook bone listeners up with a free assessment. If you go to startmedi.com slash 1025, it's startmedi.com slash 1025. You'll get the free assessment. You can start your weight loss journey and lose the weight you never thought you could. They've got locations in South Tampa, Brandon, Lutz, and Clearwater. They do accept some insurances, so make sure you find out if they accept yours. You can also call 877-MED-LOSS. When you do that, make sure you let them know. They heard John Senning talking about it. Andrew Grabble Okay, so this is a uh, this isn't a, a new news joint, but this is a joint that I couldn't help but but flame up here to, to start the joints. I told you this off the air, so I've been on a real uh, been on a real uh, um, flaming hot Cheeto kick. Yeah, uh, flaming hot anything actually. Okay, so I got into a debate last night with my with my wife because I said she said those are so gross. Why are you eating those? And I said Danielle, this is the the most popular snack food in America, probably. And she said, that that can't be true. So I all of us, I have to find a way to prove her wrong. So I start Googling top 10 lists, everything you can f- do to track the sales of Flamin' Hot Cheetos to prove to her that these are the hottest selling snack food in America. That is some crusade you're on, yeah, Well, you know, you know, we all have our battles, and I have mine. Uh, so what I found out about Flamin' Hot Cheetos that I don't know a lot of people know, Richard Montanez was a janitor at the Frito-Lay building, okay? He was 18 when he was hired as a janitor at the Frito-Lay plant in Rancho Cucamonga, California. His his wife filled out the application. He couldn't read and write English. The janitor position when he started paid $4 an hour with benefits. His dad was proud of him and said, hey, just make sure that floor shines. So one day... The Cheeto machine spit out a batch of plain Cheetos that had no dust on them. Something went terribly awry. So the janitor grabbed a bag of the naked Cheetos, took them home, and dusted them with chili powder. An idea that Montanez credits to the grilled corn dressed with lime and chili powder oh. sold by the local street vendors. After this. testing the flavor with his family, Montanez first pitched the idea to former PepsiCo CEO Roger Enrico over the phone and was given two weeks to prepare a presentation to the executive suite at Frito-Lay. He did, and he created the flaming Hot flavor. Now... A high-ranking official in Frito-Lay, a best-selling author, and a motivational speaker, and they're making a movie about his life entitled Flamin' Hot. (laughs) 
That is something that else. Is, that is absolute insanity. Fascinating. And and also, I was right. Uh, GoPuff.com ranks all of the hottest snack foods. Yeah. Uh, this is the fourth year in a row Flamin' Hot Cheetos have been the number one snack food. Take that, Danielle. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't want to have to. It was right before bed, too. So Where do uh, Andy Cap's hot fries oh, go on that, that list? Uh, those were big in school. Those were, I yeah. mean, I think, I think that those are probably good amongst some people who can get their hands on them. I just don't know that they're as prominent everywhere as a yeah. Flamin' Hot Cheeto. And they probably... It probably kind of stole their shine. I feel like they were the original, and then the Cheetos dethroned them. Yeah, yeah. 30, 40 years ago, Andy Cap's hot fries were yeah. gigantic. Well, now even I think Takis is probably coming in oh, on, yeah. the, uh, uh, you know, on, on the game as well. These kids love they love hot things that they ruin sure their stomach. Do. Crazy Banned kid, in man. some schools even, the Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Did not know Did that. Not, I, learned that. I learned a lot about Flamin' Hot Cheetos last night. Uh, so we've talked a lot about it uh, throughout the show thus far, but things are officially official, and let me lay it out for you. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention issued new guidelines a short time ago that now recommend indoor mask mandates even even for fully, fully vaccinated people in areas experiencing spikes in COVID-19. Mm. The agency said it is also urging everyone in K-12 through schools to wear a mask when they return to class, regardless of vaccination status. Which is going to make way for a hell of a battle in the state of Florida where Ronnie D has put down his D and said, this is uh, this is not happening. The CDC went on to say in areas with substantial and time transmission, CDC is recommending full vaccinated people wear masks in public indoor settings to help prevent the spread of the Delta variant. So everything's official. They've let it be said. Everybody kind of knew it was going to happen. And uh it's happened. DeSantis, by the way, getting a lot of national bad press, including Newsweek. Ron DeSantis praised for Florida COVID response, faces surge in hospitalizations. Yeah, I will say, I think you've got to take the yin and the yang because there was a window there where Ronnie D was getting good press from people he never gets good press with. Yep. So I, I think as, as good as that was to see for him, you've got to ride that wave literally when it's good. They're going to they're it seems like they were pretty fair. And now that it's getting bad again, I mean, when you're the governor, the buck stops with you yep. and, and love him or hate him. You've got to let him take it because it's happening. Wish he was a little bit more open to allowing school districts to to force masks. But he's the governor. I'm just some guy on the radio. You're more than that to me. Oh, thanks, John. U.S. Capitol Police and D.C. Metropolitan Police Officers called rioters terrorist Attacked Republicans who have downplayed the January 6th attack and, and recalled the medieval battle they faced during the first hearing of the select committee on Tuesday. Officers Harry Dunn, who I've, I tried to say this uh, to myself during the break, too. Uh, Aquilno Gunnell, Michael Fanone and Daniel Hodges gave harrowing testimony to the panel of seven Democrats and two Republicans, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, describing how they feared the rioters would kill them and criticize the treatment of their colleagues. Dunn, a Capitol Police sergeant, said he was called the N-word more than a dozen times. He described one moment where he said he engaged with rioters after one told him that nobody voted for Joe Biden. We have some audio of Officer Dunn's testimony today. Yeah, this is not where he said he voted for Biden, but I did watch that testimony where he said, I voted for Biden, and then the crowd turned on him and said, uh, did you hear that? This effing <laughs> N-word voted for uh, Joe Biden. Here is Officer Harry Dunn talking about the attack and who's responsible for it. So what I ask from you all is to get to the bottom of what happened, and that includes, like, I echo the sentiments of all of the other officers sitting here. 
I use an analogy to describe what I want as a hitman. If a hitman is hired and he kills somebody, the hitman goes to jail. But not only does the hitman go to jail, but the person who hired them does. There was an attack carried out on January 6th, and a hitman sent them. I want you to get to the bottom of that. So, thank you. It's tough watching that uh, that testimony from those officers. So at this, and, and, and we're talking semantics here now. Yeah. And, and I mean, there are, you, you've got two different, you know, trains of thought with two different people that that Trump sent them there or that Trump egged them on. Is the term hitman too charged? Uh, I mean, he was there, so right. who the hell am I to say? Right. But it. it it feels it feels pretty charged up to use the term hitman. Uh, a lot of the testimony was definitely charged and very pointed. So I I don't know what it felt like to be in that moment. So I you know you know the other thing there is there is such the tale of of two worlds that day because yeah. you you see these videos of what happened I guess on the backside of the building where it looked like a hand to hand war was taking place and there are police being beaten and and people spraying uh, spraying bear mace and then you see these other videos where they've got police officers holding the door open for people coming through so mm. I, I i really truly hope that that whatever this ends with is an answer on what exactly happened right and what was going on with that group and how those other people got in and who's responsible I mean, are, are we going to be by the time it's all said and done, are we going to be looking at an inside job with the people who, what about, what about the, the cops that just pulled the gates back and held right. the doors open? Right. Are they going to be held accountable or does Hopefully. that make everybody else less accountable? No, I, I would hope that they would be held accountable for allowing people in there that shouldn't have been there. Yeah. It's a very, uh, and, and I hope they, I hope they get to the bottom of it. Me too. It's a, it's crazy to hear and the videos oh. never get any less shocking no. to think that happened at, at our, uh, at our Capitol building. Awful. Hmm. Charles Barkley, uh, never one to mince words or, you know, tell you kind of sort of what he thinks said on CNBC. Yes, I'm vaccinated. Everybody should be vaccinated, period. The only people who are not vaccinated are just a-holes. Goodness. Can you imagine if one of these guys that are not vaccinated, if they get one of these players, kids, wives, girlfriends, moms, and dads sick, and they die over some unnecessary conspiracy bull S Barkley says, I think that would be tragic. There's S, you can't do at work, and there's S that you have to do at work, he says. So every workplace has rules, and I think one of the rules is that ever all of these guys have to be vaccinated. And he's talking about sports in general. What about people who are vaccinated and pass the virus on to yeah, other that, people? Are they a-holes too? Sometimes in this, I feel like we live in two different realities. Because still to this exact moment, you've got a lot of people talking like you can't get the virus or spread the virus if you're vaccinated. Which I I am totally on the side and it's becoming blatantly clear. You got the vaccination, there's much more of a chance that you're not going to die of this thing. Right. It's not going to be that bad. But to go, why do we got to, everything's got to be one step further than the truth these days. Like, it can't just be, the truth is no longer sexy. We've got to push it one step further. Right. A lot of people are making fun of this next guy, but I think this contraption is pretty badass, and I, I wish that he could have done it. The Flagler County Sheriff's Office says a strange vessel washed ashore Saturday morning, and it turned out to be a Central Florida man who was walking on water for charity. Have you seen a picture of this thing? It's really cool looking. Like, the thing itself, if it could work, would be awesome. 
I will show people anything you want to do. Do it. Don't listen to anyone. Chase your dreams. That's what Riza Bellucci is saying in an interview with Fox. Says he is no stranger to water, and he calls his floating contraption his bubble. But his bubble washed ashore in Flagler County. His goal, and this is in his own words, my goal is not only raise money for homeless people, raise money for the Coast Guard, raise money for the police department, raise money for the pirate fire department. They are in public service. They do it for safety, and they help other people. His goal is to run from Florida to Bermuda or further north up the coast Jeez. all the way to New York. Um, sadly, he... He drifted the other way, but this isn't Bellucci's first attempt. Back in 2014, he had to be rescued from his hydro bubble near St. Augustine. His second attempt was in 2016, where he had to be rescued from a hydropod off the coast of Jupiter. Uh, Gina Laspina has been on Bellucci's bubble journey for years. She says he has a GPS tracking device so family and friends know where he is at all times. He's a survivalist. He can survive anywhere for days and weeks. He's got food. He's got water. He's got everything he needs to keep him safe. Hmm. Bellucci says he raised lots of money, but most importantly, he will never give up on his dreams. <laughs> but the sad thing is, is that he was, was trying to go north. and I mean, never, kinda, never give up on your dreams. He, he went. He went south. That's all you can. That's all you can do. Uh, there is a. Uh, I don't mean to just come out and say this and, and scare people, but there is a rapist on the loose. Uh, uh-huh. A woman was sexually assaulted while walking home from the Aqua Lounge on Waters Avenue Sunday morning, and her attacker remains at large, according to deputies. Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office has released a composite sketch of the suspect who is described as a black Hispanic male in his 30s or 40s. According to their description, he's about five feet, eight inches tall, weighs 150 pounds and has a short fade style haircut. Deputies said the woman was in the 1400 block of West Humphrey Street when the man dressed in a black sleeveless shirt and shorts came up. Hit her in the face and the woman was choked and sexually assaulted. According to deputies, she suffered multiple injuries during the attack. Uh, I want to come. This is from uh, Sheriff Chad Cronister. I want to commend this victim for the strength she showed when she came forward to report what happened to her. We must do everything we can as a community to get this dangerous individual off of our streets, which is why we are requesting the public's assistance to identify him. Please share this composite sketch with your neighbors. It is imperative that we find this suspect before he victimizes anyone else. Jesus, man. Is that that's kind of a. Town and country? Is it? I think so. Yeah. When I hear waters, you know, yeah. I used to I used to live in the waters area. Yeah. So I just didn't know that there were any clubs in town and country. No, I don't know what the aqua lounge is. No, neither do I. But I'd like to say I'd go check it out, but I, I don't know that I'm going to Certainly anytime not. soon. So this, the way our news cycle works, something comes and is huge and then it's gone. And that's a true example of this when it comes to the, remember the shootings at the massage parlors in Atlanta? Yeah. Very big news for a couple days and then we didn't hear much. Well, now the Georgia spa mass shooter, Robert Aaron Long, uh, earlier today pled guilty to four out of the eight murders, blaming the slaughter on a drunken, suicidal shame triggered when his roommate caught him watching porn. While wearing a white button-down shirt and slacks and sporting a mohawk haircut, Long, who's 22, pled guilty in Cherokee County Superior Court to all four murders at Young's Asian Massage in Woodstock, which is the first part of a shooting spree in March. He accepted a deal of four life sentences without the possibility of parole 
to be served consecutively plus 35 years on other charges. Prosecutors had planned to seek the death penalty if he did not plead guilty. A capital sentence he still faces if convicted for the other four murders in Atlanta, two spas. He is scheduled uh, to appear in court in Fulton County. Uh, He said he had been embarrassed and ashamed when his roommate caught him watching porn, admitting that his addiction to porn had hurt a lot of the relationships in his life. I never felt like I had control over those urges and it became obsessive to the point it occupied a lot of thought and space. Hmm. So he had planned to kill himself and then something changed and he wanted to kill people. He thought fed in to his sexual desires. Jesus, man. He drank in the parking lot of the spa for about an hour and in his drunken rage, uh, did the unthinkable. I wanted to stop the places and basically punish the people that I could, Long told the judge. Uh, That's man. some narrative he's trying to create. It's porn and alcohol that did it, not his own murderous desires. Yeah, yeah. It, it does also, this This talks about, you know, there were talks initially about hate crime, and I guess because I'm sure through the investigation and they found out he was a porn addict and, and maybe it wasn't because they were Asian uh, that he killed them. He didn't get the hate crime charges, uh, but the man is going uh, away to prison for, for the rest of his life, rightfully Good. so. And You think they got porn in? Uh... No, 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 not in jail. Are you sure? Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty sure. I mean, King was calling us regularly. Right. I mean, but, if you can get a phone to call us, you could probably get oh, porn. Oh, do, do, do people sneak in porn? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, no, I'm not sure. saying, like, oh. is porn readily oh. available? Okay. No, yeah, they don't provide it for you, but I guarantee you people can sneak it in. Man. Up their butt. Up their butt, yeah. yeah. That is a place to do it. Yep. Um, it seems every couple weeks, every couple days in 2021 uh, or 2020 or 2019, a new dumbass thing people are doing with food arises. The last thing I think we saw was uh, mustard on the watermelon. Uh, the next thing that is taking uh, TikTok by storm, which I love both of these things. I really, truly do. And I'm open to weird things tasting good. But this sounds absolutely disgusting. The new craze, dipping your Oreos. In salsa. Stop it. <laughs> Dipping Stop it. your Oreos in salsa. I've actually, I've done this. You have? Yeah, I did this at high school once. Oh. Why? Uh, I was in a, a stupor of sorts, and uh, we got out pretty much everything that was in the cabinet, decided to just get creative. Oh. And uh, it, it wasn't terrible. Yeah, they're, they're, so now actual food bloggers and writers are uh, are starting to uh, to try it to see if there's anything uh, anything to it. And this uh, this this review I have in front of me is is not good. Said as someone who loves anything that is both sweet and savory, I was expecting a satisfying flavor profile. This may not come as a shock to any, but salsa and Oreos totally missed the mark. It just tastes like wet Oreos and not in the good dipped in milk kind of way. Gross. <laughs> yeah, I can see. Like maybe if you sold me on a vanilla wafer, I just don't know that chocolate and salsa uh-uh. what was worked that, for me. What was that dish that we were talking about a while ago? Oh, is that the uh, the mole? Oh yeah, yeah. and it's got chocolate yeah. in it, right? Mole, so it's well, kind it's of bad. along the premise of that, yeah. but it's just like the dryness of the Oreo mixed with the Ooh. tomatoey pepperiness Ooh. of the salsa. Ooh. I mean, the the spiciness mixed with the Oreo is something that's interesting, but otherwise the flavor profile does not really. Well, mix. for me, it's not like even even if you gave me a chocolate cracker i might be able to get down on it like yeah. like but but it's something about the cream i don't want cream in my salsa i don't think most people do well, actually Although sour cream, cheese, sour cream sour, sour cream, cream cream cheese yeah it's pretty good yeah you guys may have talked to me uh, all right talk to me into it. 
When it comes to what is going to end the world, uh, if I had to rank all the things I think, uh, number two, aliens. All right. Number one, super volcano. Hell yeah. Uh, volcanoologist, which is a real thing, I guess, can predict when volcanoes are going to erupt if they have a full detail of its eruptions, but for potentially apocalyptic super volcanoes, such as the one bubbling under Yellowstone National Park, a new report shares it's nearly impossible given how varied their known eruptions have been, according to a new study. Researchers at Cardiff University noted there is not a single model that can help scientists understand how eruptions from supervolcanoes happen or when they'll happen, making it difficult to understand when they might occur in the future, the researchers looked at geochemical and petrological evidence of 13 super eruptions that have happened over the past two million years, including the most recent one, the Tapu volcano in New Zealand, which happened more than 24,000 years ago. There was no single unified moment that showed how each of the 13 played out, with some starting gradually over a period of weeks, months, and years, and some suddenly and violently. When it comes to a volcano and yeah. it's going to wipe everybody out, and I guess this is along the same lines of the aliens when we talk about can we handle it, would that be something to give the people? Like if you know, let's say, because I've seen the map of, right. what, of what Yellowstone, if it blew, what it would do. We all have. Florida, one of the only safest places. Sure. So yeah. let's just say that they know Yellowstone is going to blow and there's a two-day notice. Do you even tell people? Yes. We have to be armed with information, even though it will uh, inspire panic. But I almost feel that you're going to kill everybody with the panic. Because if you say, hey, the super volcano is going to blow, and spoiler alert, the only place you're going to be able to live it out is right. in Florida, you have the entire nation trying to funnel into Florida on a day or two notice. Yeah, that mass exodus. You think about Irma when everybody got yeah. on the, the highways to try and go up to Georgia and everything, and it was just a parking lot out there. It was crazy. All right, don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hate that. I, 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 hate that. Yeah. I hate that for people, but at the same time, yeah. I just don't know what knowing does for you. Sorry you're not in Florida, but you're going to die. The other thing I think about with that is that it's not just like being in the radius of it, though, it, from the dust oh, right. and all that, but it's the, the temperature drop oh, yeah. is also what makes Florida one of the safest places yep. because it's supposed to, like, what, the temperatures go down to, like, zero or something? Yeah, like I mean, Edwin... And there have been History Channel's done a bunch. When you look at what will happen, there's pretty much rings around Yellowstone, and it's like the first ring, everything's gone. Yeah. Nuclear blast. Nuclear. Nope. Nu nu there's a big-ass blast. Yeah. Boom, you're all dust right around there. The next ring, you're pretty much dust. The next ring... You may be alive in there, and then it goes out and out and out and out. And even people very, very far away, everything will be covered in dust. Right. So super volcanoes are, are kind of scary. Agreed. And kind of weird. I'll take uh, If you thought, uh, we, we don't hear about them enough. We talk about aliens almost every day, and it's going to be volcanoes that actually kill us. True. If you thought that the details about what you knew regarding R. Kelly were finished? Well, they're not. According to a new article from NPR, federal prosecutors want other alleged crimes he hasn't been charged with to come to light, including more abuse of teenage girls uh, going back to as far as 1991, Ugh. physical abuse, hush payments, bribery, and this was the part, it's, nothing should be shocking, right. uh, but also the sexual abuse of at least two boys. 
The filing submitted by the prosecutors on Friday included 20 new Jane Doe's and two John Doe's oh. in or around December 2006. The government alleges Kelly initiated a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old boy whom he had met at a Chicago McDonald's and directed the boy to have sexual encounters with not only himself but other people as well. That boy introduced Kelly to a second boy who was then 16 with whom Kelly allegedly started a sexual relationship with as well. Several years later, Kelly is alleged to have started having sex with the second John Doe and also forced several of his girlfriends and other sexual partners, including a minor girl, to have sex with this man. He's a monster. He really is. Like, as bad as, bad as it gets. I mean, yeah. it almost feels, and I know he was touring and stuff, it almost feels as if he had dedicated his entire being to keeping these girls, doing terrible things to them, and this secret society that he created, which includes even bringing in boys for him to have sex with and other people in the house. Did you ever watch any of the uh, no. the it, yeah. trapped in the closet? No. Well, no, trapped in the closet. That, oh. that was a hell of a that was a hell of a music video. Oh, it was uh, uh, surviving R. Kelly. I think no, didn't watch yeah. that either. But you did watch trapped in the closet. No, I didn't. Oh, I thought you were a trapped in the closet fan. No, I never watched with the it. little guy. Yeah, never the little watched. police officer. Uh uh-uh. oh, that was a shining moment. Okay, I mean, I thought. All right. <laughs> uh, and lastly, clean your pillows. Yeah. You're supposed to wash them, right? Yeah, which is so bizarre that that I don't think anybody thinks about that. Nope. Do you think, I mean, did your mom ever wash your pillows when you were young? Nope. Yeah, at least once a month, according to uh, Good Housekeeping, who, who the hell else would you listen to, uh, you should not only be washing your pillowcases every two weeks, but washing your actual pillows. While you sleep, your body sheds thousands of dead skin cells. Oh. They, in turn, attract dust mites, which, although harmless, do produce droppings that contain allergens, and those droppings seep into your pillows, letting these build up and trigger anything from asthma to uh, problems with your eyes, including pink eye. Uh, then, of course, there's the oil from your face and your hair and your sweat that just soaks into that pillow, making it like a big sponge of bodily fluids. Grody. I've probably had mine for years with no cleaning. I wonder if you could wring it out. I just got one of those new bamboo pillows. They're so good. Can't yeah. wring that out. Well, yeah. Clean it. we got to watch out for pandas, though. Yeah, I'm all burnt up. Okay. Coming up next, we're going to talk about uh, Sheriff Chris Nako from Pasco County and his attempt to stop crime before it happens. Is it a violation of your civil rights or a real-life minority report? Next. It's Drew Garabo live on 102.5 The Bone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.